Well, with the final fight on Fight Island in the books, Darren Tilvis is Robert Whitaker. There's only one man that we could get on the program to break it all down. The UK COVID-19 super spreader is in the house. I'm, of course, <laughs> talking about MMA Jim himself. You know, his great work from fighters only. And, of course, the big awards coming up soon, the social media and everything else. Great. Jim Edwards. And possibly, I was going to mention, possibly Darren Till's best friend mm. out there in the world of MMA. Jim Edwards. Welcome to Submission Radio. It's been too long, man. It has been, been way, way too, long. too long. I've been waiting on the invite, guys. Um, it's not like we speak that often, so uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. <laughs> and we've been waiting Seven, for the uh, nomination on the Fighters Only Awards, but, you know, I, I guess we were both waiting. Look, we, 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 we kept up our end worst. of the deal. <laughs> Jim, come on. Yeah, I, why I isn't the West like podcast and MMA... Why is that not a category <laughs> of the awards, Jim? Because I feel like this is the only way we could get nominated. Mm. We never been nominated for the best ones, so <laughs> put it in next year. Look, I, I think you guys have transcended the sport now. You're too mainstream. I just, <laughs> I just think you're too much. You're too much for us. So, uh, as I said to plenty of other people who have been on my case in the last few weeks, I just think you're a little bit too big for us, lads. But maybe next year. There's always next year, right? Yeah, I feel like you're at the point where you got to throw your phone out of a window into a river, the River Thames, because so many people are blowing up about it. Um, but, Jim, without further ado, let's talk about this fight, man. Robert Whitaker versus Darren Till. Pretty interesting fight, pretty tense. You could see the relief from both fighters as it ended. And I know there was a little bit of discussion. Actually, there was a lot of discussion on Twitter in our private group chat among all the fans about who really won the fight, how people had it scored. Curious to get your take on it, man. How did you score the fight and what did you think of the fight overall? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think the guys after the fight had a competition between themselves who could mention the word stressful. Uh, the most times um, look it was a great fight wasn't it it was everything we kind of expected we thought um it was going to be close it certainly was and it was just a, a game of inches at, at the end of the day i think look if you go through it round by round i think darren clearly won the first round scored the knockdown with that elbow like rob got hit with a truck like fair play to the guy the absolute chin on him, just amazing. That was as, about as clean an elbow as you're ever going to get hit with. But, you know, he, he did well. He did well to recover from that. Came back in round two. I think Darren said it was a slip, but I, I think he got knocked down. Obviously, Rob really controlled him on top, clearly took round two. I then thought he went on to clearly take round three as well. So at that point, I had it 2-1 uh, Rob heading into the fourth. Now, for me, I think um, it all hinges on the fourth round. Mm -hmm. Super, super close. If you go back, I haven't been back and watched it as many times over as I'd like to say. Yeah, I'd like to take things as, as we all have to do as the three judges that have to sit around the cage. So you only get one shot at it. And I think, um, and you know, full disclosure, I probably come from a pretty biased uh, stamp. <laughs> I love that this. you said that. That was going to be all the comments. So I'm glad you got that out of the way. Hey, full disclosure. So look, at the end of the day, if there's probably going to be a 50-50 coin toss, whether it's a, a Rob round or a Till round, I'm probably going to go down the Till round because I'm probably going to notice more of what he does good than potentially Rob does. But I think if you look at it kind of blow for blow, that was a crazy, crazy close round. And you could genuinely, I think, um, could, could go either way on it. And I think I said this to you guys as well. We were probably having an even harder job of having to pick that round because it was really just going to go down to how impactful were the shots i think rob his volume was higher throughout the fight but it was really more about how impactful were the shots that darren till was throwing his way and on occasion they looked they you know they were pretty pretty fierce and a lot you know taking a lot more effect on uh, rob than some of the shots coming back 
But for me, I thought Darren just landed a few more of the harder shots at the end of the round. I thought that he just stole it. But again, that's the round. It's the fourth round's the close one. The fifth round is crazy for me. So I've got people like blowing up um, my social media saying, Rob scored two takedowns. How did he not? How can he not win the round? It's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, he got two takedowns. Maybe even three, I think. He had he had him on the mat three times, but he just didn't do anything with those takedowns. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought Till started off the fifth pretty strong. Rob came back into it with kind of the leg kicks, kind of clawed his way back in there. But I think the the shot that kind of separated Till out from from Rob in that round was just that elbow, which caused that pretty significant cut. I think Rob at the end of the fight was saying, didn't really do that much damage, but at the end of the day, it cut him pretty badly. And I think that kind of separated him in the fifth round. So there you have it. I had Till one, four and five with Whitaker probably, you know, winning very clearly two and three. But that fourth round, I mean, come on, like we could, you could watch it 10 times and I think you could give it five times to Rob, five times to Darren. So fair play. No issues with that result. I think it was, as I said, I think it was going to be a 48-47 uh, to one guy. This time it was Rob. Fair result. Great fight. Both lads, I think, can uh, can really leave the octagon with their heads held high. And I think, you know, I think that's pretty much the the view that everyone has on this fight. Mm. I think the, the the elbow that sliced Rob at the end was pretty interesting, right? Because some fighters notoriously, they bleed a lot easier. Like GSP just seems to be made out of like paper mache from a facial perspective, right? And and I, I think damage on, on the face and bleeding doesn't always tell the story. But I think in that round, that's probably one of the main shots. And you're absolutely right. I think that uh, as far as Rob doing all the takedowns, and he did a really good job of like chain wrestling and keeping Darren against the cage but he, he didn't do a lot as far as damage and damage is the main criteria it's the main thing that you got to score it on so I'm with you there Jim I gave Darren Till the fifth round um, I gave the fourth to Rob because well mm-hmm. I'm Aussie and completely un- unbiased obviously um, you have to pay the rent around here Jim every now and then we send Rob a cheeky text of like hey remember that video interview we did like 60,000 years ago so there is zero bias <laughs> he I was mean, our that. first interview though Casper the first right? video first interview in, first in person yeah and we had no microphones we're, we're- and now we have yeah. one Your and a view half. doesn't count anymore. <laughs> the reason why I give that round to, to Rob, though, I think the leg kicks, the calf kicks were sort of the main factor. Darren got in with a really good elbow at one point and he stumbled Rob. When I rewatched that on mute, I just, it didn't seem to me like Rob was all that hurt. He he, he, he was hurt a little bit. He definitely got wobbled, but he, he regained composure so quickly after that. And for me, that was the main thing that Darren really did. Other than that, Rob's calf kicks were really sort of adding up, tallying up. He landed quite a few of them. And Darren was saying even at the start of the round that he was, you know, very stiff-legged because of that that stomp, that push kick that, uh, that Rob... Uh, landed so if we're scoring by damage i would give the the fourth round to rob because of that so i think it's a very close fight but that's the way i scored it and i think 48 47 was 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 correct to rob it it's fascinating as well because jim you shared the scores that a bunch of media gave out and um it was pretty split for example just reading off the scores that you shared uh desantis had it for whitaker um, Stephanie Haynes had it for Whitaker. Nick Baldwin had it for Whitaker. A bunch of people, and then a bunch of people also had it for Till. It says here MMA Mania had it for Till, so I'm guessing every person that's ever worked for MMA Mania <laughs> had it for Till. MMA Junkie had it for Till. What kind of information are you sharing here, Jim? And Tim Burke had it for Till. Matthew Wells had it for Till. And then, of course, some guy called Jim Edwards had it for Till. So obviously, <laughs> it was a pretty split score. The question here for me uh, to you, Jim, is. What did you think of the Robert Whitaker that we saw in that octagon? Because in the uh, post-fight press conference, uh, Rob was, you know, obviously pretty happy with the win. He was relieved that he got it. And then he was talking about the fact that that kind of showed that he's at a championship level. 
His performance showed that he's at, at a championship level and he deserves a championship fight. What did you make of the way he looked in that octagon? Do you agree with him? Because, I mean, a lot of people thought it was going to be a close fight, but then other people believed a guy like Robert Whitaker should have gotten a finish and maybe even had a more dominant win against a guy like Darren Till. A guy like Darren Till. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the disgust in Jim's voice. <laughs> oh, dear me. Uh, look, look. So, really interesting. You asked me, like, did, did what did I what did I think of Rob? I think we've always known that he's championship caliber. Any anyone that can face your Romero twice and win twice, like that's championship caliber. And what we saw against Israel, I don't think was the the real Robert Whitaker. I think you guys are probably are aware of some of the things that have happened in his personal life that kind of really took his eye away from the game. Too many submission radio interviews. Incredibly hard to deal with. And understandably, his I don't think we saw the best Robert Whitaker that night. Interesting for him to say though, obviously that the the first fight back after losing your title is incredibly hard and i think what we saw tonight is he as i said earlier he got hit with an absolute truck on the chin step in elbow with his foot all of his momentum going forward and he still fought through and showed that he has the heart of the champion i never disputed that i always thought that you know he's genuinely probably one of the best middleweight champions that we've had given his resume but i think tonight he proved to himself that even when the chips are dead he can still get back up, win the next two rounds convincingly and take the decision home. Like, fair play to Robert Whittaker. I would love to see, I'd love to see that rematch with Adesanya, whether we're going to get that or not. There's, there's, a, there's a fight to take place ahead of that potentially happening. But he's up there with the best of them, man. And I, I think equally, you could look at Till as well. Like, you know, he, he hung in there with like Robert Whittaker, probably, as I said, one of the best middleweight champions we've had in a very, very, very long time in the UFC. So I think both guys showed that they're up there, that they're, they're at the elite level of the UFC's middleweight division. So fair play to them both. Mm. I get like, I found it very telling where Rob was talking about how stressful and relieving it was after the fight. Like you could just see it. The dude looked like he, he won the lottery. And I, I feel like he had questions in his mind about his future, you know, after that Adesanya loss. That was obviously heartbreaking, and then he took the time off because he was burnt out. And, you know, he came back to training, right, and he came close to retiring, and he was like, all right, I do want to train, I do want to fight again. But I don't think those questions were ever fully answered. I think that a lot of that sort of hinged on, well, will I will I get the win, and will all those changes and investments really pay off? Because I feel like if he came in here and lost, then maybe he'd, he'd be sent down another spiral and go, Jesus, I made all these changes, didn't really work out do i really want to continue doing this and now he's you know two fights away from being the middleweight champion so i feel like this is what october is when he lost so he's been sitting on this for a very 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 long time going through all sorts of stuff in his life and i think to get that win he was like yes this is all you know paid off and and it worked out and i think only now did that question finally get answered and i I feel like when he said that it was a very stressful chess match mentally grueling it's good because that's the fight that he's going to have to fight with Adesanya, right? We saw him rushing in, barging in in the first one. Didn't really work out well for him. So he's going to have to change mm-hmm. things. And he may be facing Israel sometime in the future, another 25 minutes of a grueling mental chess match. So this kind of prepared him for that. And I think, you know, being able to survive that first round, I think proved a lot to him. So I think maybe this wasn't, it'd be great if Rob went in there and, you know, got a quick win, you know, big knockout. That'd be a bigger statement. But I think ultimately maybe this is the fight that he needed as opposed to, you know, the, the, the fight that he wanted. 
Mm. And some veteran moves from Robert Whitaker, like we mentioned, the cut over the head near the end there. Rob kind of kept it hidden from judges and didn't mm. make a big deal out of it. And even though he had blood going all over him, it was more veteran stuff, you know, going in there for the grappling exchange, trying to avoid that being, you know, a big focal point in the fight. Uh, we saw the great kicks that he displayed. The fact that, like you mentioned, Jim, the, the mental tenacity to be able to come back after being knocked down at the start and change up his game plan in order to end up winning the fight. My question about Rob is, how quickly will this uh, Israel Adesanya fight come together? Because even though it looks like he sort of changed a couple of things in his game, I'd like to see a few more things change before he sees Israel again. I still think he's got the element of sort of leaping in and being open and getting caught at the moment in his game. He's also a little bit, I suppose, when he goes forward on guys, there's a sense where he's sort of leaping in and just kind of throwing shots overhand, sort of being open. It's very interesting to me as well, the takedown defense that uh, Darren Till showed in the fight. I think a lot of people believe that Robert Whitaker, once he got Darren Till down, he was going to hold him down and possibly finish him like Tyron Woodley. So th there's some big questions there for me in case, in case those guys do fight next to be answered. But I think it's still good for Rob to have that W um, on his name and be able to come back and be able to you know, say, hey, I've got that win after losing to Israel in that fight in Melbourne. Uh, Jim, I'm just curious, though. With Darren Till, a lot of people saying that his stock has kind of gone up even, even after this loss. A lot of people believe that the performance that he showed in that octagon, especially now that we know that he was injured, was a, a really good one that sort of helps uh, keep him around in the discussion and maybe still close to that title shot. Where do you think he lands after this loss to Robert Whitaker? Well, I, I think there's uh, the fight with Jack Hermanson. Like, I think we need to find out who the best middleweight in Europe Jeez. is. I, think, I thought um, he was supposed to be friend of yours. <laughs> Trying to kill the guy. <laughs> Jack Hermanson, the Joker. Uh, look, I, I'm, I'm friends with no one in this game. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I think that fight has to happen. And like, it just kind of, that that would be like a perfect, if there was a, an event coming up in Europe, that would be like the perfect main event for, for this kind of region. It doesn't look like we're going to get that anytime soon. And it actually looks like Darren's probably going to be on the shelf for a little time anyway, because of this knee, that, that kind of sick chuckle that Rob gave in the post-fight press conference when he found out he blew Darren's knee with that, with that, that kind of kick in the second round. That was... Rob's got something wrong. He's wired wrong in the head. I think that was just it. But um, so yeah, look, I, I look, genuinely think Darren could be could, could be on the sidelines for a little while here. So who who does he fight next? I think it kind of depends on who, when he when he's back available. But the fight that kind of sticks out is the Hermanson fight. Going back to your previous point though about Rob and like wh where does he go next? That that's um that's an interesting question. Like I I personally think. Um, you were right. Like he, he kind of is still ducking his head in, like down, and kind of like charging in, which was what exactly what got him into trouble against Israel Adesanya, and it got him in trouble against Till in the first round. Um, may have got him him in even more trouble if Till hadn't had the kind of knee problems. So. I agree with you. I still think there's maybe one more fight for him, and maybe he he's the guy that takes on Hermanson. Maybe that's the next fight to make. Um, like we know Cannoneer's kind of sitting there on the sidelines as well. I think he's just rehabbing that uh, pectoral injury, injury that he had, but I think he's back soon. So there's there's a few challenges. I think Kelvin Gastelum was also calling out Robert Whittaker, but uh, I think he forgot that he possibly got subbed in like the best <laughs> in a round the other day. So I'm not too sure Kelvin's going to get that fight next. 
But um, look, Hermansen, Hermansen deserves a big fight. Like if it's Till or if it's Whitaker, I think either one of those guys is um, the, the next fight for him. So let's see it. Let, let's see how it happens. There's, it's a great middleweight division, isn't it? There's plenty of kind of contenders up the top. Um, and then there's Kelvin Gastelum. <laughs> Jesus. Heal Jim Edwards. <laughs> I was going to say, man, yeah, it's a great point right there. I think the biggest mistake the UFC could do is make a Jared Cannonier um, Darren Till fight right now. I think you got to keep those guys apart from each other. I think uh, putting Cannonier against Darren Till, you know, Cannonier being the animal that he is, such a dangerous guy in that octagon. I think you got to do something else with him because I, with Darren Till, there's still such a big fan base. So many people want to see him fight. And his stock is still pretty high after this fight. So one of the crazy ideas that I had, and I put it in the group, was, you know, Dana White, he doesn't know what to do with Anderson Silva next. He's looking for a big fight for the man. Anderson Silva obviously fought Israel before he got his title shot. Why not put Anderson Silva in, a, in the cage against uh, Darren Till? It would be a great striking battle. I think you could really build Darren Till up off a win over Anderson Silva. The other thing is, if Darren Till is out for a while with his knee, who knows what's going to happen with this Polo Costa-Israel Adesanya fight. But if Israel does beat Costa, I'd love to see a Costa-Till fight as well. I think that would be a really interesting fight as well. Two guys, two, two strikers, very exciting matchup, very exciting build-up to a fight like that. When it comes to uh, Jack Manson, man... You know, and by the way, I mean, Jack's going to be on the show soon and he's done such a great job in the division. He's really cleaned it out and beating a guy like Gal Calvin Gaslam was so impressive. But yeah. I'm actually leaning towards a Hermanson-Yol Romero fight. What do you guys think about that one? Jack Hermanson versus Yol Romero. I think people are sold on Hermanson, but they, he still doesn't have that name value to get him across the, uh, across the line. Yol Romero... I'm not saying he's a gatekeeper, but if you beat that guy, look what it's done for Polo Costa. You know, it kind of propels you to that next talking point. What would you guys think about a fight like a Hermanson and a Yoel Romero? And when it comes to Cannonier, that's the big tough question there. If, let's say, uh, you know, if <laughs> Robert Whitaker is just taking fights with anyone, I guess you could put him up against a guy like Cannonier. I think the problem with Rob is in the post-fight press conference, he said, I'm the kind of guy that just gets an opponent. I don't care who it is, and I just fight him. And I think that could... Come back to bite him in the butt with a guy like Jared <laughs> waiting in the wings, right? You'd, you'd probably want to avoid that, but maybe Cannonier fights fights Robert Whitaker. That's a pretty brutal. Just fight. quickly so, before you go, Jim, because I know you made a, you made numerous faces there, and we have to unpack each and every single one of them. Uh, I know you, de when Dennis said uh, Anderson Silva, I like that fight for Darren Till, by the way. But you made a face as if someone farted in your face, so we we have to clarify that. Yola Romero is fighting Uriah Hall. I believe he's fighting him. What is he fighting next month? Uh, on the 22nd so we'll see how that plays out i like your idea though of romero and her uh, and her manson that'd be a fun one dude call me crazy i want to see robert whitaker versus cannoneer there's just something tantalizing about that i think it'd be uh cannoneer's stiffest test thus far it's a huge test for robert whitaker as well and i feel like oh god my alarm is going off so that's pretty annoying <laughs> i feel like it's robert uh, whitaker calling you right now he's yeah, like what I, are you doing man? yeah <laughs> I, I feel like uh cannoneer uh he's spoken about how he wants the title shot or he wants someone big who will get him there 
there. So he need, and I think he's one big name away. Like his win over Hermansfield is impressive, but he was on a small card. If you fight somebody like Robert Whitaker, a former champion, that's kind of the knee. That sorry, the name, the key that you need to punch your ticket to fight uh, Israel Adesanya. So I'd love to see that. Maybe even he says he's back in the fall. He says he's rehabbing at the moment. So maybe he could get on that September card. Maybe that Costa and uh, and and Adesanya fight uh, on that on that card. That'd be fantastic. Um, otherwise, maybe to be Hermanson and. and and Robert Whitaker, what do you think, Jim? Uh, let's unpack the Fart Anderson face. versus uh, <laughs> here we go Till idea. I hate it. Like everyone's <laughs> beating Anderson Silva. Like everyone's beating him in like the last like three, four years. Like I don't think it kind of does really anything for Till. Everyone knows who Till is already. Like Till's probably one of the biggest draws in the division right now. And like that, moving swiftly on to Rob and like my reaction to him in the post-fight press conference. And it's like, I look from a certain angle. I do understand he, he was pretty reserved. He was just relieved to be back in there, relieved to be back winning. But this is the, this is the fight. This is the fight game at the end of the day. And this is prize fighting. And he just didn't, he, there wasn't, he didn't set up his next fight, which just seemed really weird to me. He should have been calling the name. If he does, if he wants to get back in there with Adesanya, he needed to do something a bit stronger than he did tonight. Maybe which he should was, have called out Anderson Silva, Jim. <laughs> be fancy, be fancy to win another win. That would be that would be a good move. But in all seriousness, though, like, look, if we wants if he wants the title back, he needs to make people aware that he wants it back. He needs to ask for that fight. He needs to demand the winner of Izzy versus uh, Costa. But he just didn't do that. Like, he just went with the line, as I think Kaz said. There, it's like I'll fight whoever the UFC tell me to fight. And I think that's one of the reasons why the UFC can't get behind the guy. Because he just can't sell a fight. Darren Till was probably the A side this week. That's a fact. Like, <laughs> not... <laughs> I love the way you say that with your "come at me" attitude. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a bigger name, Robert Whitaker or Darren? But who's Trump? got the bigger? Who, who's got the more important market? Right you've got, you've got, and, and look, I, I agree with you in, mm. in the sense of Robert Whitaker not being a salesman. He's definitely not a salesman. But I'm just, I'm always amazed that like the views, the numbers that Robert Whitaker does for a quiet, reserved guy, it doesn't make sense. Mm. But Aussies just love the guy, and we're one of the few territories where people still pay for pay-per-view whereas uh, confirm this if i'm wrong but i believe you guys in the uk you get a part of the package right on on is it bt sport or sky sports yeah correct uh let, there's you know if, it's, if connor's fighting they've now started moving it towards pay-per-view and i would think if till had another title fight it would probably be pay-per-view but look rob is rob's a great guy i think you know we've all dealt with him down the years and he is he's an absolute he's a diamond i'm trying to make diamond, up brown now diamond diamond guy. <laughs> Jim trying to win back the he's fan a great guy we've hung out with him before but <laughs> smell some handbrakes <laughs> Rob's a great guy, and I think he, he is. Um, he is. He is a good representative of the sport, and like I think we, um, outside of uh, the, the kind of Australasia zone, probably don't value or see his value as much as he kind of kind of brings to you guys as well. Look, at the end of the day, he he was part of selling out Marvel Stadium. He's been part of some of the biggest events that have happened uh, down in your in your region. So like fair play to him. Like and he, he does bring a lot of eyes to the sport down there. So maybe I'm underestimating him here there in that bit. I just would have loved to have seen him call his shot a bit more 
And maybe he will do. Maybe he'll let the dust settle, let the relief of this fight know it go. And maybe he'll try and make a statement, but I doubt it. And, and I think that's the why, which is a bit crazy to say. I still think the fight, the probably the biggest fight we can make right now in the middleweight division, and it obviously is not going to happen, it will, will be Till versus Adesanya one day. I still think, I genuinely yeah. still think that'll happen. That'll be a stadium show. Yeah. I don't think we can probably fill another stadium for Rob versus Izzy too, maybe with a strong undercard. I mean, but that, I mean, that would fill a stadium down here in Melbourne. And it's somewhere around Australia, but or probably not internationally. Yeah. But New Zealand, but probably not like America or some of the other markets. But at the end of the day, it's like, <laughs> this is, um, look, look, we, we can't make, look, this isn't a fantasy sport, right? This isn't pro wrestling. At the end of the day, Robert Whittaker is going to be probably challenging the winner of Izzy versus Costa. And that's a fact. And that will be a huge, that will be a huge fight down under. But Rob's just got to learn. Like sometimes it's worth speaking your mind. It's worth saying what you want. And you don't always have to do it in a really confrontational way. It just really frustrated me um, after his fight, after his fight this evening. But um, look, as far like you're going back to our original point, discussion about Hermanson, Cannoneer, Yoel Romero, Costa, Till, Whitaker, Adesanya. That's a, that's a very, very strong, very, very strong middleweight division. Exciting times. And like, they're, they're all up there. They're, you know, I, I was joking about Kelvin earlier, but you know, really? he, can, he could fight someone like Cannoneer or Hermanson or, or, or next. And if he beats them, he's right back in the mix. So Kelvin, do you want to Kel- see a rematch? With Hermansa next. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're making Good. fun of my Anderson Silver idea. You're going for a rematch with Hermansa and Gaslam next. Maybe Just not. I was more Gaslam Romero would be fun era, one day. If I'm honest, but yeah, like like you say though. Look, look all, all of those guys have proven their their level, right? Kelvin pushed Izzy all the way um, in their title fight, and then. Like Hermanson goes in and smokes Kelvin, mm. so it's like the the division sometimes doesn't make a lot of sense. But they're, they're all up there; they're all they're all real contenders. I'm just curious though, just quickly with Till, who would you book him against next? What do you think is because you mentioned it? He's a draw, and in a lot of ways, you don't want to see him gambled away on a you know a crazy matchup like you know Jared Cannonier, and then he loses again, and you kind of lose that drawing ability, and he kind of goes back to where he was before he fought Kelvin Gaslam. So. What's the big match that don't, UFC? You, you say that, but you just don't know. You don't know the guy. You don't know Till. Like he lost. He lost to Masvidal. He had lost to Woodley already, and then his first his first fight in the middleweight division was facing Kelvin Gastelum and MSG. That's not. That doesn't strike me as like the. It the wasn't, action. but then at the same time, and you know, we were there. You were there with us, weren't you, for that fight card? It felt like um, before that fight. A lot of people were sort of writing him off, saying Kelvin Gaslam was going to win. And it, the, the hype for the Darren Till fight that he usually has kind of went away a little bit, you know, from our perspective at that point. And now it's back and it's bigger than ever. And people are super excited to see him fight again. And his stock is still high after this loss. So what do you think is the sort of big move that the UFC can make with him next, you know, once he heals up when you look at the division? Hermanson or Cannonier, like, like, let's... Like you don't get it. He he's not gonna he's not gonna go fight like a a Derek Brunson or like a <laughs> or someone just lower down in the middleweight division. It doesn't work like that in his head. In his head, as you said tonight, he's one knockout away from being back in the title talk. What about Yoel Romero? He's been talking about that man a lot. If Yoel Romero wins, scared Yoel. He won't fight Yoel. He's scared of him. What about Mike Perry? <laughs> in the park. I've seen Mike Perry's size. He's he's gone a bit like 
Eminem with his hair. He looks a bit vanilla ice. He's packed on the donuts. He's looking like he's about 185 pounds at the moment. Wouldn't that be <laughs> mad if it was like vanilla ice Perry at 185 pounds against Till? That would sell, wouldn't it? Everyone would watch that. The websites but, um, that would have to be yeah. made for that. <laughs> I, I, I'll say oh, this. Wow. Here's my parting thoughts on on the fight as we let you go, Jim, because it's uh, it's some like million hours after midnight where you are. I think it's like the next morning already, and you're up from the previous night. I think that Rob's performance tonight, I think it was kind of like the gasoline performance for Till when he made his rebound. This was about getting confidence back and just putting the Adesanya loss behind him. And I think for Till, I think he kind of proved to everybody that he can hang in the top of the division by going five rounds with the former champion. And I'd love to see him against Anderson Silva. <laughs> God, if that fight gets booked, you guys are going to love this, aren't you? Royalties. And I'll have to eat my words. I'll have to pretend that I actually want to watch it. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> there you go. But yeah, no, you, look, you, you're not wrong. I think it was, uh, for me, it was an even more impressive performance than Till's against Gaslam. If, if, look, like Till didn't face adver- much adversity in that fight. Uh, Rob came through the fire tonight in that first round and kind of got his hand raised at the end of it. So fair play to him. Deserves the next title shot after the next fight. And um, yeah, as I said, it's uh, all to play for at 185 pounds. It's interesting. It's good. I'm loving it. Fascinating times in the division right now. And obviously with parts of Australia sort of holding live events and who knows what's happening in New Zealand, but they're pretty COVID free over there. Who knows? Maybe that could create an Israel Adesanya. Rob Whitaker two fight where you can actually have a gate in an attendance and maybe the UFC could sort of push that and maybe that could push Rob over the line. But for now, Jim, of course, people can follow you at MMA underscore Jim on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, the Fighters Only MMA Awards. Make sure to jump on and vote for all your favorite outlets. We're not on there, but uh, <laughs> vote for the Mac Life. They do a good job. Jim, we appreciate you being on the program, man. It's about eight or nine in the morning over there. And the missus is wondering, has Jim Edwards left me yet again? to uh, see a bunch of hookers in the middle of, of London. And the answer is you got the hookers in earlier and you were able to do this interview. So we appreciate your time, my friend. They always come back. 